Hello, Hellcats. Welcome back to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. Today, it's Jackie's turn to discuss a case covered by Ed and Lorraine Warren. This episode, the twins will be discussing the Donovan family haunting throughout the 1970s. What started as an innocent game using a Ouija board led to years worth of paranormal activity, resulting in an exorcism. Let's get creepy. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another episode of Ooh, That's Creepy. And today we're going to be talking about another Ed and Lorraine Warren case. Woo! We love the Warrens. Oh, I'm so excited to hear a creepy case. It snowed where we are, it's wintry, and I'm just in the mood to hear a really creepy ass story. Yeah, I feel like the cold weather for some reason makes like spooky stuff hit different yeah cold weather it makes me think of some farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere and like the shining type something going on yeah there's a that movie the lodge is about a big snowstorm and it's scary if you guys want to go uh watch some scary snow movies i might need to go watch that so today i am going to be telling melissa about the donovan family and this happened in the 1970s And this story has a lot of information, but then at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't have a lot about the family or honestly, like, I'm not even sure where they're really from. This is just a story taken from Ed and Lorraine Warren's book called The Demonologist. So we don't know where this happened? Well, I think it happened. I'm pretty sure it happened in Connecticut in the 1970s. Okay. Haunting in Connecticut, question mark? (laughs) Right. I'm... Almost positive it happened in the in Connecticut. This was a story just told by Ed and Lorraine Warren, and the book was w- written by Gerald Brittle. If you want to look at it online, and it's called The Demonologist. Yep, is that the book that Mom loves? I don't know. It's just it's The Demonologist: The Extraordinary Careers of Ed and Lorraine Warren. So it's just like a couple stories that they. I'm assuming told this guy okay. from their careers, you know. Gotcha. So, we're just going to start. Patty Donovan, she's like the daughter in this Donovan family. It is the 1970s, and I'm not sure her exact age, but she's schoolgirl age. We'll just say that. And she had some friends, but not a whole lot because her parents kind of kept like a tight leash on her and her brother. And she was, I guess at this point in her life, was feeling kind of lonely. So she decided to use a Ouija board. (gasps) No. (laughs) Right off the jump. That's just how it kind of starts. Yeah, that she just decided to use it. I mean, it's also the 70s. They weren't thought of as super creepy back then. Yeah. I just love how it's paragraph one and Jackie is like, introduction, (laughs) she used a Ouija board. Well, that's really how it starts. Well, guys, this is just another example, too, of don't be messing around with those Ouija boards. I know, right? But, yeah, so she used it to just, I think, probably talk to something if she could try. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, kind of is. And so she gave it a try. She took the planchette and asked if anybody was there. 
and if a spirit could hear her and the planchette moved to yes and so this just kind of started patty would play the ouija board quite often for basically a year she would play and talk to the same spirit do we know where she got it no (laughs) and it was an actual ouija board she didn't make it yeah i think so it doesn't say she made it or anything it just says she used one so i'd assume so Okay, I assume then that her parents bought it for her. Yeah. I mean, once again, it's the 70s. They're not thought of as super, super demonic as they are now. Yeah, just a toy. Yeah. But when she would play, the spirit would tell her, like, nice things that she was pretty and prettier than other girls. And she, like, would talk to it. And she kind of saw the spirit as, like, a boyfriend type. No. Yeah. Oh, At the same time, if it said I'm prettier than other girls, I'd be like, how do you know that? How do you see them? Girl, she's a schoolgirl who is lonely. School. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so in February of 1974, she asked the spirit to tell her some stuff about her future. And the spirit gave her a birth date of her first child and said that she would have three kids by 1978. Hmm. which actually all happened. Ew. Okay, I hate yep. that. Uh-huh. So March 2nd, 1974, was when she asked the spirit to manifest and show itself because she wanted to, I guess, see it. <laughs> the spirit gets a crystal, and it writes down its intentions, and it manifests. <laughs> Literally, they're manifesting together. But no, she was like, um, come to life, spirit. Like, I want to see something. Oh, that's ballsy, Patty. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, her dad, Ted Donovan, he goes out and tries to start his car, and it wouldn't start because the spark plug wires were pulled out, and the seat belt was cut. So... What? You know, he could visibly tell the car was not right, but it also would not start. Someone had been in his car, clearly. Yeah, and Patty's car wouldn't start either. And they took them to the local garage that said the internal engine parts had been disassembled. What? So Patty was old enough to have a car? Yeah, this is like, so, you know, this story is going on over like a year or so. But yeah, I'm pretty sure she was like a teenager and now she's like, I would say 16, 17. Okay. But I'm assuming she's still in school. Which she's is looking for friends. Which is sad because it's like the spirit is manipulating her by getting to know her and telling her she's pretty. And now I feel like it's just going to do something bad. I know, right? And that's sad. Aw, Patty. Yeah. So that same week, the back doorbell of the home was torn out of its like little house. It's thing in the house like it was torn out (laughs) and shrubs were also ripped out of the roots and a six foot cast iron pipe that was on the roof of the home was bent at a 90 degree angle that is so scary because whatever this is is strong as hell yeah and on march 8th patty actually had a flat tire on her car and like right when she got it fixed the next night she had a flat tire again and it looked like it had been stabbed with a knife and so patty tried to do the ouija board again and she couldn't get 
like anybody her little spirit friend was not there and the planchette just kept going to goodbye oh my god that just actually gave me chills because imagine how scared you'd be trying to communicate and it not communicating back now i know right and at this point ted didn't really know what to do because this was like multiple instances of vandalism on their cars and so he called the police but i guess they like really couldn't do anything i mean once again it's the 70s so i don't know how much they could have really done yeah but he did call them ted and his wife questioned their son brian about it who i think was also a teenager and when they were questioning Ryan about the vandalism and stuff, they heard a loud bang in the house. And so they go into Brian's room and they find that there's a big hole in the wall. But the edges of like the paint and stuff were pointed inward like someone had hit the wall from the inside of the house. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's definitely not Brian. Yeah. And that night, the whole family did hear scratching in the wall, and Ted couldn't find out why. And these noises just continued, like, all week. And Patty just continued to have flat tires, like, three in a row. And they even bought new tires and parked the car in a locked garage, and the tire was still cut the next morning. Oh my, this is actually horrifying. What is the spirit's beef with tires? I have no idea. I really don't know. I don't Was know. Was it Somehow, a tire? Maybe because it's not in the home, it's like easier access. I have no idea. But There's... this went on for like three weeks and the loud banging and stuff just continued to get louder and more menacing sounding. Oh my goodness. I'd be so mad having to continuously replace my tires. Right. And as March continued, the pressure valves on the radiators in the home became unscrewed. And Ted wanted to blame the kids, but they weren't home when this would happen. So he would just screw them back on and they would become screwed off again. The banging was even more frequent. It would just continue to occur. Ted searched the whole house kind of looking for an explanation and he couldn't find anything. He called in somebody to come and look at the furnace and whoever he called in heard the pounding too, but said like he didn't think it was the furnace after his little investigation. And so a plumber also came in and changed the pressure valves, but they would like just come unscrewed again. So all of these things were not working with the Donovans. Ted Donovan was trying to find a solution but he could not find one. And Patty's yeah. tires were slashed again. The spirit is going to need to like pay rent with all of these expenses at this point. Yeah, seriously. Tires, like it is... plumbers. Yeah. Furnace man. Yeah, it's like taking their money. Yeah. So at the end of March one night, it was about 10 and the Donovans were watching TV in their bedroom and it was, like, really quiet in their room and stuff. And the lights went off and on and flickered. And the TV shut off. <sighs> and then a 6-foot, 250-pound dresser levitated off the floor and started moving back and forth. And it just sat down and, like, the doors of it started to slam. 
and a chair that had clothes on top of it dumped the clothes off and then fell on top of the clothes. Oh, I think I would honestly, at that point, be so scared. I think I wouldn't even be able to move. I think I would be frozen. And I guess at some point, they also heard what they thought was a kitten, and then the noises turned into the sound of a baby, but they didn't go and see what it was. What the fuck? That just scared me so yeah, bad. Yeah, like... Ew, oh my god, <laughs> that just gave me such bad chills. Kitten baby. So there would also be pounding on the roof, outside and inside of the home, pounding. And on April Fool's Day, it actually rained rocks on the house. The rocks fell on the home for about an hour, and they called police. Police came and witnessed it, but said they couldn't do anything, so they told the family to call a priest. Where are the rocks coming from? I have no idea. The sky? Like, I don't know. They would drop on the floor and like just hit the house and hit people okay someone needed to take a picture of that yeah but i don't know how i don't know about cameras and all that stuff i love that the police are like "Mm, call a priest yeah but they did call a priest and when the priests arrived they said all the activity just stopped and so the priest said that it had to be like caused he thought it was caused by someone in the home And so Ted just went to work that day, but he told his supervisor what was happening and his supervisor actually gave him the name of the Warrens. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he, I don't know how he knew about that, but he mentioned that. Okay. Work supervisor. Yeah. Ted ended up getting like a little plaster statue of St. Anne and he put it up. And when he put it up, he heard a ruckus and found that the furniture in the room was levitating and like soap and stuff was spilling on the floor so stuff was just going crazy and when he went upstairs the statue was missing and he later found it next to the toilet imagine the sinking feeling when you're just like going to piss at 12 30 in the night and you look down and see the statue now next to the toilet right and commotion just continued in the home so much so that they Left The family left to actually stay in a hotel, but when they went to the hotel, the lights would switch on and off, so they just assumed that whatever was there had followed them to the hotel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Worst yeah. case scenario. Mm-hmm. And when they were at the hotel, the manager said that neighbors had complained about the kids banging on the walls, but Ted said that, like, it wasn't the kids, so they basically were forced to go back home. Oh, call the Warrens, damn it. I know. And when they returned home, the house was destroyed. There was cleaning, like, fluids and all sorts of just stuff spilled out onto the carpets. And the house was a disaster. There was, like, stuff all over the place. And it took them all day to clean it back up. Oh, my. Mm Mm-hmm. One night in early April... They had Ted's brother over to try to help the family out, and they told him what was happening, and he started showing them pictures of his, like, latest vacation and stuff, and when a slide came up depicting religious symbols, they had, I guess, heard something and found water flowing out of the cellar. Like, there was just water all over the place. Um... 
So I don't think it liked the picture that he was showing that had religious symbols on it. So Ted had enough of this, obviously, and he ended up going to a monastery that was near the property and explained the problems to a monk. And the monk explained that he thought that the house was under some sort of demonic spirit. And he actually got the Warren's number for Ted. <laughs> Ted ended up calling the Warren's who were out west doing business, but they said they would be back in five days. And while they awaited, rocks continued to rain on the house throughout the week. Crucifixes that they had in the home turned upside down and any sort of like religious figure figures and statues were being hidden. Do you know what's crazy to me? In the stories when people will say that before Ed and Lorraine come, things will get worse or after. It's crazy that Ed and Lorraine seem like they're almost godsend. Like somehow the demons and stuff can sense that Ed and Lorraine are, are strong. Literally, they're like, okay, these people didn't come to play. Yeah, and they're powerful. I know. And there were two times where uh, the family said that the refrigerator moved to the middle of the kitchen. Like, imagine. <sighs> Ted, I, oh my god, that is so scary. Yeah, that would that would scare me. Ted finally got in touch with the Warrens themselves and told his tale to Lorraine. And she said she would be there the next day. So when the Warrens arrived, they found that there were stones all over the yard like it looked like you know how the stones had been raining mm -hmm. inside they did see damage to the home and Lorraine sensed a presence of entities she said that were very numerous and malevolent that she wanted to leave Ted gave them a walkthrough of the house and told them like all the incidents that occurred basically all over the home Ed began his, like, little customary interview that he would always do and asked the family if they had any ideas of why this would be happening or anything like that. And one of the questions he asked was if any of the family members had ever played the Ouija board. And Patty said that she had. And she told them that she had talked to one for a while, but the spirit never told her her name or anything like that. And this is when the Warrens kind of, like, agreed that they needed to do something. So, Ed telephoned Father Jason, who, I don't know, but he's obviously a priest. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have much on Father Jason. <laughs> yeah, but he arrived after sundown and the activity began to start. Ed pounded on the wall twice to, like, test it, and he received pounding noises in return. And then when he would pound on the table, it would pound back. So Ed asked Father Jason to perform a blessing in each room. And when he did that, it did like stuff calm down a little bit. But the Warrens did have to leave for Maine that night. But Father Jason agreed to stay with the family. And during the next few days, activity just continued to occur. And Father Jason said that he... If he, like, used a pencil or a glass of water, things would float, like, over to him. What? Yeah, I don't know. What does the pencil or glass of water signify? I have no idea, <laughs> but I guess if he needed something, it would, like, somehow move or, like, whatever he needed. Like, and the crazy part is that he said he didn't have to say it. Sometimes if he thought what he wanted, like, the thing would move. 
What in the magical hell is going on in this house? I have no idea. <laughs> but eventually, a couple days later, the Warrens did return and stay with the Donovans. And the activity just got worse. And they heard screamings. And one night, the family said that they saw a black figure actually in the room. And that the bed levitated with three of the Donovans sitting in it. <sighs> And at one point, Brian, the son, levitated off the bed and was actually thrown into a wall nearby. Damn. That's violent. And Lorraine, I think, watched, like, had seen this incident. Yikes. So, the activity just kept up, and Ed really wondered, like, how much they could take, basically. (laughs) Like, he was like, I don't know. So how many wall throwings will this family have to endure? Literally, like it just got more violent. And I think Ed just knew an exorcism was the only chance that they had to fight off whatever was there. Yeah. So he questioned the family and like basically about the exorcism. And at this point, the family was all pretty rattled. And Patty was actually pretty hostile and lashing out and ed thought that she was probably possessed oh my god imagine how creepy that is like you don't know for sure but just maybe i know but i mean she had confessed to using the ouija board and stuff so they assumed that they would have to do an exorcism on her right and they also said that they would smell rancid smells you know in the home That's, that is always really weird to me when places are possessed, when they can smell dirt or the smell of, like, garbage and stuff. I know. It's Why? Gross. Why does that happen? I'll have to read it in Ed and Lorraine. I'm sure they explain it in a book somewhere. So, the Donovan family at one point left the house because Ed had... Actually, he had a deep slash into his arm, which was like, again, they realized they needed to do the exorcism. So the family left the house for a little bit. But at the end of April, they returned and got the house basically ready for the exorcism. So they cleaned up the home and put everything back in order, which kind of brought everybody's spirits back up. Mm -hmm. But the activity did just continue to grow worse in the days before the exorcism and photo frames would just fall to the ground and it was like obviously just much more violent but on the day before the exorcism they the donovans and the warrens said that a bright light appeared into the living room and looked like an older woman what And she said that if they went with her, they'd be saved. But Lorraine could tell that it was, like, a demonic spirit. And she, I guess, told them, like, not to believe it. And so they had to do the exorcism. Oh, my gosh. I have such, like, the chills I have right now are crazy. Because I could not even imagine seeing that. Yeah, and when they did the exorcism, they did say that something materialized and looked like your classic dark angry scary looking demon when they did the exorcism i don't know what that looks like (laughs) glass they just said like a demon that had claws and horns like a dark clawed horned being like a devil looking thing ew 
And Lorraine did believe that it was probably more than one entity and that it could have been an incubus. <gasps> Father Jason splashed holy water at the demon when the exorcism was going on and it did disappear. But they saw a red angry face on the carpet glancing at them. Oh my god, that just freaked me the fuck out for some reason. I'm picturing like <laughs> insidious demon in the carpet. Ugh. Yeah, but the Warrens continued the exorcism, and they finished it, and it was successful. They did get the demons and the entities out of the home, and the family didn't see anything strange after that. And Patty did go on to have three kids. And the predictions that it, the Ouija board gave her in the beginning were accurate? Yeah, about her having the three kids. And but the, the Donovans, I guess, said that the insurance company didn't pay for anything in their house. They continued to live for it, but they had, like, a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't... It's hard because that's horrible and they shouldn't have to pay for it. But at the same time, if the insurance company did pay out, they would have to pay every single time someone said that. Yeah, it's like, true. Someone could just break all everything in their house and be like, well, it was haunted. Yeah, but the Warrens did come and save the day, as usual. <laughs> Yay! Mm -hmm. Ew, that one was actually terrifying, and I'm surprised that with all of the conjurings, why have they not made that That's one? That's why a lot of people, like, I didn't see this come up often, but when I did see it a couple times, a lot of people were like, yeah, this should be the next conjuring movie. Because of the. I agree. Because the stuff with the Ouija board, too, it's so creepy that it started Super off demonic. On, it was all nice. And then when she said, show yourself, then all of a sudden it just Hell got loose. worse yeah. and worse. So creepy. Damn. To be honest, that might have been, like, my favorite paranormal case you've ever done. Oh, thanks. I really like that one. That one was scary as hell. Thanks, girl. Yeah, she's Damn. creepy. But I'm glad that they did the exorcism and everything went well for them and stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to be able to look at my carpet the same now. Yeah, an angry face will come out of your carpet. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, if you guys did like that story, um, there's a more in-depth telling, obviously, in the book, The Demonologist. So if you want all the details, go buy that book. I'm going to buy that book, and we should do the other cases, talk about the other cases in the book. Yeah, I'm not sure what all is in there, but we could always do the classics, like the Amityville Horror one, you know? Yeah, that one is always crazy, but I'm sure in that book they have others that aren't a conjuring yet. Yeah, I bet. Well, shit, let us know what you guys <laughs> thought about that. Let us know if you guys have read that book, The Demonologist, and if you have heard of this case. That was really scary. And let us know your guys' favorite Ed and Lorraine Warren story. Yeah, and your favorite conjuring movie. Oh, yes. and don't forget, Jackie and I, we still have stickers that we are selling. Our Ooh, That's Creepy Stickies. Those are available on our Instagram. So come find us on social media. Come hang out with us. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you guys next time on another episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast. Or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.